morning on this July 3rd, 2019. Woo! Wednesday. Woo! Got a day off tomorrow. I'm in it. It's like <coughs> catching up on pondering what the Lord has uh, shared me to. Chairman the past, I look back at something from just last year. Hey, I'm getting closer. Uh, July 14, 2018, actually, he first gave this to me. And it's interesting, when he laid this upon my heart in my spirit, it's a statement that is actually really happening for those of us that have had our spiritual eyes and ears opened uh, and now opened unto the Lord Jesus and no longer Satan's uh, children. It's like how world leaders change our talents to serve themselves, going against God's talents and giftings. Unfortunately, it's unfortunately it's also happening not just in corporate America or corporate avenues, businesses, but also, it's, it's actually foolishly happening in buildings, organizations that call themselves churches. Um, this happened in scripture also, because you remember when God led people over in Genesis and Exodus into Egypt. Now, yes, God used that time, that 425 years or 450 years of captivity for his glory out there the, so that, one, they could be broken, and two, he could still cause them to prosper both physically went in uh, I think 70 people went in and they came out a million or so individuals uh, plus, they plundered the Egyptians. When Jesus Christ takes us out of the world, um, no longer of this world, he leaves us in here for a season. We wander in like a wilderness type of atmosphere um, that's supposed to be living for him. Um, and over Daniel chapter 1, Nebuchadnezzar did the same thing when... Now, they were now... The Israelites were brought into captivity. Um, the temple that they had was destroyed because of rebellion against God. They sinned against God. You, know, When we choo willfully choose to walk outside of God's will, to walk away from God uh, and do our own thing, God will not allow us to keep the blessings that he has given us material blessings to get now he'll still provide us to sustain us but he'll cause us to lose them he'll turn them over he'll cause us to be plundered he'll allow us to be plundered for a season until we can realize oops it is you lord god we can you know we screwed up we turned from you as graceful and as merciful and yet we chose ourselves instead of your grace and your mercy and we chose to do things. We chose not to do things your way, but rather instead. That's like just an example of a um, repentance prayer. 
But first we had to be brought through that you that uh his hand is will still watch over us but won't lie he'll more than likely he will be silent for a season until we repent. Uh David when he willfully chose to not go out as all kings did during his time, all kings and leaders during his time, and actually fight with his men, actually stand in the front of his troops and go out and lead them into battle. They were never to stay home. Pride came in, and pride only comes by way of Satan, but he doesn't force us, and he can't force us. He has no power to force us to... To walk in that way, but he does tempt us every single day to go against God. He knows if he can get us to stumble once, he can get us one or two steps. You know, when he causes a stumble, basically we sin, and it's God who we sin against, and not just ourselves. But it can cause repercussions right down through uh, our families, uh, our work positions. Leadership positions, if that's the case, maybe, etc. Right down through our life until it's destroyed. Because remember, his only, Satan's only goal is to um, steal, kill, and destroy. He doesn't want to go alone to hell. Um, now, we know he's not. There's others that are going to hell with him. But we got in this one, like, again, with um, when the original Israelites, Jacob and his children... Um, were brought into Egypt. They were like shepherds. They shepherd the, you know, daddy's flocks. Uh, and that was their provision. That was their giftings and talents. But uh, it says through jo- through Joseph that um, the Israel Pharaoh, the Israelites did not like shepherds because they led them. They like it when one ruler, the one leader, tells them what to do. And they bow down to them. We are not to bow down, but no one but the person of Jesus Christ and God Himself. We'll obey them until they tell us to go against God or do something that's clearly against God's scripture. Uh, that's how we have to know God's voice and we have to listen to Him above all other voices, including folks, including pastors, including preachers. Um, when they, but they're not going to say if it's a sound godly man in that pulpit, um, he's not going to tell us to do anything that's contrary to God's word. If he strays, then you, know, we have to say, uh, wait a minute, that's not what God's word says. In that case, we are not to do it. Uh, now a godly man will go up, just go up to him, not. Not with a judgment, just you know, with love of another brother to say, you know, I don't understand that meaning. It sounds like you said this, and if he confirms it, it says, well, that's not what God's word says. We do that in the spirit of love. I mean, we don't go in there because we have to be careful. We don't go to a leader, an elder, uh, unless we have multiple witnesses. But we can go there as a brother in Christ and just sit down, have dinner, fellowship, enjoy it out there. You know, if the correction is valid, well, you know, we can we ourselves can make a mistake. That's what we are commanded to do. When a brother sins or a sister sins, we are to go to them in a spirit of love. 
is that a form of judgment? Yeah, it is, but that's not our motivation. Uh, it may appear so when we're, you know, when we're sinning, everything is judgment to us because we're being stupid. Um, so if you are, so kind of get back a little nutshell there, a little side. Uh, if you're a, if you claim to be a leader, and if you're truly, if you claim to be doing the will of God, um, if somebody has a talent or a gifting, a teaching, those gifts are still valid today. God has not invalidated his gifts that are listed in verses such as Ephesians um, chapter 4, or Ephesians, uh, Romans has some of them, you know, 1 Corinthians 12 has the plethora. Anyone that says those gifts are not valid doesn't has strayed from uh, God's word. There's no evidence at all. If we're not seeing it, then there's a problem uh, that needs to be dealt with. And it's a sin problem that needs to be repented of and confessed before God. But we have an advocate in heaven. His name is Jesus Christ. I get this call upon his name saying, Oops! I'm an idiot. Okay, that's my terminology. <laughs> I'm a moron. Good lad, forgive me. I sinned against you. Um, but do not change. If God has called and gifted somebody with whatever talent, do not change it for your own benefit. I mean, that can go with worldly talents, too. You know, if somebody's got a gift and a talent, uh, and it shows through their work, employer said, well, that's not what I want you to do. I want you to do this. No, 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 no. You want to follow after Satan, or do you want to glorify God? You're going to stand one way or the other as a leader. You're going to stand before Jesus Christ. Either now, which is better, or later, which is too late. Do not change their talent. Do not change their gifting. A line that I had heard from the movie Secretariat. I like the movie. Um, regarding, um, this is from uh, the dad to his daughter. This is, do not change, speaking about the horse. Do not change his gait. Which means his stance, the way he runs, the way he desires to run. That's a particular thing. He was designed by God himself to run a certain way at his pace at his speed we can get him to practice it but let him run it according to that particular talent when we do that we are basically telling God says I don't want you in my business I don't want you in my department I don't want you in this house uh, if, it's, if you're claiming to be God it's God's house then you better want the way you want God's people coming in there. You want God's uh, servants coming in there, using the gifts and talents. That's how the true body of Christ has survived for these forever, basically, is because it's men of God that have been following um, according to God's plan, God's purposes. So if you're changing that then you are basically that just may be that your father is Satan and not God and that could just be simple changed right now repent turn from that path 
and, and confess to the, to the Lord Jesus Christ that he is Lord and Savior. We need to stop looking. When God calls somebody into a position of leadership, it is never man or woman that calls, that looks, using a resume to say, well, okay, I've been a pastor. That means I've been a pastor. That is not how God calls his servants. There is nothing that lines up with that in Scripture. We have so many pulpits that have become filled with people that Oh, well, I went to this certain. I went to this certain school. I had this background, but then I got born again, which is the path actually. Um, just because somebody was a pastor for twenty years does not mean they were called by God, or thirty years, or forty years, or ten years. And just because they reach a certain age, does that retirement is not anywhere in the scriptures. The Old Testament Levitical priesthood was just a shadow of what it is. But the New Covenant priesthood is a different calling. Actually, it's over in Peter. It says, now we pretty much are all priests and kings of God. We are not all his, all his ambassadors. Those are giftings. That's who we are in Christ Jesus. Jesus is the only true priest, the most high priest. It's no longer Melchizedek. I never could say that one. Uh, from the Old Testament, who was only once or twice, plus one area in the New Testament. Jesus Christ is the only true priest, the only true shepherd. Those that are truly called by God will serve under his example in leadership. Only. The only word should be coming out of the mouth is what God put and lays upon it and instructs him to give out to those that are in front of him. Only. Period. We cannot tell God says, Well, I want this person because I'm comfortable with them. Or well, I want this person out there, you know, because they, they have a pretty resume. Satan knows how to uh, pretty up a resume. I said, Oh, oh they talk with such flowery words. I don't care about roses and tulips looking good. My desire is to see people come legitimately come to the Lord Jesus Christ being born again, being saved, and getting up, going to the cross, dying to self, walking by faith, following Jesus, and becoming his disciples and his followers, knowing no, they will not stay long in a particular church, God will be leading them out to take them, gifting them, instructing them as to the way they walk according to him. A true shepherd, a true pastor's voice will not always be in a person's life. It's the Lord Jesus voice that has to get louder and louder. You know, you can still have a you know, still small voice. But to be more clear, more distinct than any other voice. His voice we need to learn and we need to follow. That is the shepherd we need to follow. He'll have us under a godly leader that's doing the same thing as an example. To instruct us. Listen, Eli screwed up. He stopped hearing the voice of God. Or he was going dim to it. He was ceasing it. 
when fathers first and mothers run along with them see their children going astray and doing stuff that are evil as can be, they need to see some and stop them. So, so I'll just leave you with that little short words. Just encourage you. So again, I, if you're a leader in a ward organization, in a corporation, are you hiring people based on God's talents? Or are you changing them up saying, okay, well, I hired a book here. This is an example that actually happened to me. Hired as a bookkeeper. But once I got in there, so many tasks and responsibilities were added saying, well, I still want you to do bookkeeping and taxes. Although you're getting stronger and more intelligent in the taxes. But I need you to run where I go. If I need you to run over to the store, if I need to go pick up my personal prescription because I'm too stupid and lazy to stop on the way in. Because I want to get up at the last minute. And I'm like, um, probably didn't need that last part. Um, I said, well, I, I want you to be my gopher. That's an example of how Satan works. He'll come in. He'll come in and change on that one. But then he'll change it up. Now, sometimes God will say, okay, I got you in this door. Go ahead and I want to add a little more responsibility to you. I want to add... God will never overburden us more than we can handle. First of all, when you're truly godly, the work will be hard always. However, it's easier because now Jesus Christ is yoked with you. You're not alone in the work. He is the yoke. He gets it done. He gets it done as near perfect and successfully. And it brings him glory. And it satisfied whoever the customer is that you're trying to satisfy. He's not going to come in and says, Oh, you know, okay, well, I'm going to change up that, but then I want you to go over here. No. What he causes us to go, that's what he wants us to do, what he's equipped us to do. God equips us. Men don't equip. Most, most leaders now today in 2019 have no clue how to manage have no even no clue how to do the positions that they're managing because the old personnel, the old hiring managers have changed to human resources. That is such a demonic title, it's not funny. That's not even anything that resembles scriptural teachings. So I love y'all too much. And I love God more so to speak anything but yet God's word and God's absolute truth. Love y'all.